We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About, about, about. I thought you were starting. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I was like, is he starting? Now I'm starting. But no. yes, we're at episode 100. 100. 100. 100. 100. 100. 100. This is Let's weird. Get it I want you to know that I started clapping on the wrong. I was beat. just gonna say, wait a minute. You was like, you was like, let's get it started. How <laughs> you start clapping before you actually start the song? This is bad. I still ain't yeah. a hundred episodes in, and I ha- still have no rhythm. And we still working on this rhythm. That's all right though, because you got a crew, the Rhythmless Nation. Lisa is rhythmless a rhythmless nation. Of the Rhythmless Nation. <laughs> do, Woo! Do, do, do. That's gonna be our thing. <laughs> Y'all just start clapping, just making all kinds of beats. <laughs> I do have rhythm sometimes, but when it gets to, like I said, when it gets too fast. Ooh, when you get um, like when you have, if you like, have you ever caught, caught the Holy Ghost? When you like feeling the spirit, is that is that when you get rhythm? Is it like, I actually like shout on beat. It's the most. It's the craziest thing. Um, you better tell people. Like that's I don't you know shout God is all real. the time. I don't shout all the often, but in the rare cases I do, it's always it's on, on beat. beat. And if I'm off beat, that must mean I'm playing. <laughs> you better, hey, you better watch. You're going to have people watching you at church. Like, let's see. Wait a minute. Is she on beat? Let's see if this, let, let me check this out. Let's see if she really, she really, she really being real. She know what she's saying. Yeah, I yeah, I do shout on beat, but I don't. It's rare that I shout. That's I don't. You know, all that movement. <laughs> it's too much movement. <laughs> it's praising with your mind. I used to tell people to praise them with their hands, but in your in yours, just praise them with your mind, Lisa. Just that's funny. Praise them with your mind. That's a tweet. Just give them your whole mind. <laughs> <laughs> Let them use give your them mind. Your mind. Right. Give them your mind. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the fruits of the mind. Wow. Go ahead, oh. Yes, I gave God thanks for Flotus this week slaying at the DNC. Look, I said, listen, I I want her to stay. I know we can't have four more years of POTUS, but I kind of really am att- attached to Shale. Look, so I if just, she could stay, that'd be great. You just don't understand how great that was. Like. Because I, I, I missed that. I was actually on the plane for her speech. I was flying back to D.C. And I got literally when the, the plane landed, I, I turned my phone off airplane mode. And I get all these, you watching, you watching, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, I was like, dang, I know I missed it. I know I missed it. So then I told myself I wasn't going to watch, like, no highlights. But then I watched the highlights. And then I downloaded the next morning. I got to the office and watched the whole thing. And I got, like, emotional, like, I mean, I wasn't like boohoo crying, but like I, I felt the tears like coming up when she was like, when she started talking about living in a house that was built by slaves and she started talking about her daughters. And I was just like, come on, man. Like, it gets no better than this. Like, 
None whatsoever. Now, what I was waiting for is I thought she was actually going to, like, say something about Melania. Not directly. I, I knew she wasn't going to say it directly because she's, like, not that type of person. But I thought it was going to be something like, let's see if this is repeated or something like that. Like, something just kind of, like, real slick. I thought it was going to be something slick. But she's amazing, yo. Her well, Representative Joyce took that, took that honor for her. I can't think of her name, but that was so funny to me. <laughs> did you see the interview with her though? Did you see the interview she did? And she yeah. was like, "Yeah, she was like, I, every word that I said was my own." Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? She knew she was talking about my husband wanting me to wear this dress. You knew that was her dress, right. and she laughing. Right. I said that was so funny. As a recovering petty person, <laughs> uh, I'm still in rehab. Um, petty rehab. But that was great. You know, I couldn't have executed that any better. Um, so go ahead on. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that was excellent. It was dope. And the it was pres- a whole forest. Thursday, the president's speech, not Thursday, Wednesday, the president's speech was just, it, it's so crazy because I, I, was, I was sitting there and I'm watching and I'm like, yo, it really is 2016. Like, I feel like 2008 was just, 2007 was just the other day. Like, it's like it's mm-hmm. 2016 and we're at the end. And then I had like a whole other moment because I was talking to my mom and she called me and was like, you watching the president? And I'm like, yeah. And then she was like, I was just sitting here. My baby was a part of this. And then I'm just like, wow. Like I, I went back to like, dang, I do remember like in 2007, like thinking, you know, I wonder if this is going to be a thing. Actually, one, I don't know if I ever told you, but like one of the last conversations I had with my dad was like, if the world is going to, if the the U.S. is ready for a black president. And I was like, I think he's going to, you know, I really think that he's going to, he's going to get elected. And my dad was like, nah, they'll put a white woman in before they put a black man. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we were just talking about, he started telling me about how like much it would mean to the world, like to the country and to the world as a whole, like if that actually happened, like, um, he was like, you know, if we had our first black president, like it would just mean so much. And, you know, I, it, it just really just blow my mind, yada, yada, yada. And so I'm thinking like, wow, during that time, like I still remember sitting there. We were at Cracker Barrel. I still remember sitting at Cracker Barrel talking about that. And it's like, yo, I kind of I became a part of that. Like I was able to work for this administration. Like I was able to meet these people. I have photographs with them. Like this is crazy, you know, like. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was weird. Like it was, it was really crazy, but it really wrapped it up and it's going to be, I mean, it's emotional now, but it's like, think about that transition though. That transition is going to be crazy. Like, yo, I don't, and I don't think I say this all the time. I don't think a lot of people realize how much it's going to change. Like how we can, you know, you turn on TV and you see Janelle Monet and Wale and, uh, Beyonce and Kendrick Lamar and all these people just at the White House like we probably we might not have this much access to the White House ever again like in our life especially lifetime. if the Trumper gets in there <sighs> yeah we we're doomed if Trump gets in there I just don't even know what to yeah I don't but we go we we Hillary is 2016 that's just what it is we that's what we claiming we don't know nothing else I don't know nothing yeah. else I don't I'm with her reluctantly. Um, <laughs> Did you see the thing with Prince? <laughs> the meme with Prince? And it was like, uh, I think it was like, girl, I guess I'm with her. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. It's so many That's people how I feel. posting That's that. Like, <laughs> right, it's all like, only two options, I guess. I just vote for <laughs> Come I don't over. want to. Come on over I to I don't him. want to. Come on over to it. Hillary. I don't want it, but I don't want him. <laughs> when he said, he really ticked me off this week. He said Marilyn Mosby need to be prosecuted. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. I... He said she needed to be prosecuted for bringing charges against those police. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you... No, so one thing that actually was was funny though was the meme that was like, I wonder what Republicans would have said if President Obama came showed up with uh his all his kids from three different baby mamas and his third wife. He wouldn't have made it in. He they wouldn't would've... have made it in, yeah. And that's why I was saying I was talking to um a coworker of mine and we were talking about a lot of stuff, which I'm actually gonna have to tell you off like off the record because it's yeah, we kinda got but anyway, so we were talking about that, and I was just telling her, I was like, the difference is, if you look at a Donald Trump, like, when you start thinking about privilege in general, he can show up with all of these things that would be considered flawed, and that's not, quote, unquote, perfect, and that's, like, that's acceptable, but President Obama would have never been able to do that. And I was like, it's the same thing with, like, entertainment. Like, if you think about when the Cosby show back in the day was so successful, but it was so perfect, right? Like, they had mm-hmm. this This wasn't a blended family. You, there were no, they literally had to be perfection in order for it to go up there. And I was like, so it's just like President Obama. Like, they can't have any scandals. They can't have, you know, anything less than perfection because if they do then they're automatically scrutinized for it but you got donald trump that's showing up here with all these kids been married three times says whatever he wants to and you know has been bankrupt filed bankruptcy and all of this stuff that if it were a black person people would be looking like oh uh uh-uh this this ain't it they're not qualified yada 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 but he just gets to be you know his normal, which is, is is sad because it's like on a normal basis, I wouldn't even want to say like, oh, this is a this is a reason that you're flawed in a sense. But it's like, honestly, you kind of have to look at those things as flaws, because if he was not Donald Trump, if he was somebody else, it just wouldn't fly. Like it wouldn't fly at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> I, never Trump. Yeah, I don't even like the little statement that's like love Trump's hate or whatever it is. I just don't want his name to be put in anything at all. <laughs> like, just don't, just don't use it at all, bro. Just let, just leave, let it go, let it go. Well, yeah. speaking of love, Trump and hate, uh, I don't know if this is the right segue into the divorce, uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all forget that I said that. In other news, like Keisha Knight Pullum, Ed Hartwell. You keep calling out Pullum. <laughs> Pulliam. What is it? It's Pulliam. She okay. said she pull him. Girl. I guess she could. Well, she did pull Ed Hartwell, but she ain't pulled tight enough because he got out of there. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think I think she probably would have still been with Tigger if he had married her. He seemed to just not want to be married. He seemed to still be living the life. I didn't even know that they were together. 
exactly. I don't really know nothing about celebrity relationships. I really don't. Like, I think the only people that I really know about is like Beyonce and Jay Z and Oprah and Stedman and Alicia Keys <laughs> and Swiss Beats because nobody will let Alicia Keys win. I want Alicia Keys to win. I like Alicia Keys. Nobody wants Alicia Keys to win. Alicia Keys has been winning. No, she hasn't. People are so rude, man. She's given a free concert in New York. Was it today? I think it maybe it was today. And people on my timeline posted it and kept saying, I'm not going. Well, that's okay. And it's like, dang, man. Why y'all don't Well, win? it's because she did really bad at the BET Awards. I, I mean, that was a low. I mean, if we have to admit that was an L. I I get where she was going. I actually like. I did. I how get did where you, she was going? Because you know, you know how C dot be like do 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 do. It's not computing. <laughs> That's how I felt. <laughs> it was not <laughs> like I've been doing that. That I'm not disconnect out on. It wasn't going. It wasn't going for me. And then she threw the thing. I was like, what? I didn't really get it, but I feel like the end, you know she should have had more stuff happen. But I get, I think I liked it as like an introduction. Like it really would have been a good introduction. But I just, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, it I was, like Alicia Keys. Yeah, and, and I, I think I maybe I like her music, old Alicia Keys, more than now. But I just, yeah. But anyway, we was not even supposed to be talking about Alicia Keys. I just got. Keisha Knight Pulliam, yeah, that's Eric Hartwell filed for divorce. Did you see her crying on Entertainment Tonight or whatever it was, and saying that he got up just like a regular day? <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm, I'm trying not to laugh. If you laugh, I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose. See, people gonna think I'm rude now, and I feel bad. But... <laughs> No, because I'm not laughing at her, right? I'm not. Because I feel like it's really bad. But I wouldn't have told nobody that story. She said he just left like it was a regular day. We ain't going to No, because this is why people is crazy. She said he left the house like it was a normal day. Like, kissed her goodbye. I was like, see you later, babe. What the fuck? And then... This is not right. I promise y'all I'm not laughing at this lady. But if somebody leave, somebody leave your house, yo, like normal, like it's just regular, and then all of a sudden they show up, they call you and be like, I just filed for divorce this morning. The fuck? What? This is why people go crazy. Like, they don't even... I was watching, so I watched the interview, and I felt really bad for her. But then I watched the second time, and I just bust out laughing, like, what, what is wrong with you? Why you just leave the house, bro? Like, just a mess. She probably made him breakfast that morning. <laughs> oh, I love you, sweetie. I love you, too, baby. And then you leave, and then you call her and be like, oh, I filed for divorce. I'm coming to get my stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, that junk yeah. is wrong. That junk's really jacked up. But apparently, like, 
It's not funny, Keisha. I'm so yeah, sorry. It's because it's not. I, I promise so you, sorry. I'm not laughing not at you. her. It's not her. It's not it really is not her. Like it's just like the situation. Just think about the situation in general. And I'm sure from her is like not funny, but she's yo, pregnant. yeah, but bro, how you just? I'm talking about you. The way she described it wasn't like an argument, and then he was like, "You know what? I can't deal with this no more." But they said they said that they had been whoever like you know high inside source said they had been arguing because he's very like old school. I want my wife to be submissive, and she's very independent woman entrepreneur type, and they had been clashing. So you know you could be clashing and still be in relationship with somebody but and it kind of be under my issues is his other his other the other lady he was married to um what's her name from the housewife was it mm-hmm. lisa, what, Wu. lisa Wu. yeah i don't re- i mean she doesn't really come off as like a you know let's be i mean i don't know i, I only seen like that was a long time ago, so I don't know what she does now. But I just remember, like, she did. She didn't come off as like somebody that was like, "Oh, you know, let me just go and cook." It. It. But I mean, I guess. Well, maybe that, that's why they ain't work out. I was either. just gonna say they ain't work out either. So it, I guess they don't even really matter. But I don't know. I feel bad. I really do feel bad for because that's kind of jacked up. But I feel like on Ricky Smiley Morning Show they were saying, like, they were dating for four months before they got married yeah they didn't even know each other right and it's like they and you was just with tigger that's what i'm saying the pictures were still on instagram (laughs) like you just jumped like you you should have removed the pictures (laughs) she didn't remove the picture it was so confusing i was just like girl bye yeah i don't but it's like they came out of nowhere and they said that wasn't it like they weren't married. I mean, they weren't married. They didn't. They invited their close family and friends, and they didn't. They thought they were coming to a New Year's Eve party, and then it turned out to be a wedding. Oh wow! I yeah, that. it's like stuff like that. That was like, um, I don't know if that was. I heard it from Ricky Smiley, or I was reading it. something well, like they that. They were was like, rushing, so now they got to rush out. Yeah, it's like, but if you if y'all making all these impulsive decisions and you really haven't like gotten to know this person, like, come on now. But Ricky Smiley, they really messed up, though, because they kept talking about uh, he got um, because, you know, they like opened a she opened a gym with him or bought him a gym or something like that. Yeah. They talking about uh, Ed Hartwell married her to get the last of them residuals from the Cosby show, open his gym. Now he out. But apparently they have no prenup, though. Oh, it's rough, yo. Oh, man. It's layers. Yeah, that's going to be an ugly divorce. It's layers to this. So, Mary J um, filed for a divorce, which was sad because I know I me. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, it's rough out I was, I, was think, I was thinking they, was, they were so cute together. Is but, he still going to manage her? Because he's a manager, though, right? Yeah, he's a manager, too. So, she got to split all of that up. But that means he ain't going to be hard for Mary J to find a new manager. I mean, well, that's maybe not... she won't. Maybe they still gonna be friends. But she was in the process of writing a new album, and this is the ignorant oh, part of me. That, I was like, "This that music album's gonna, gonna be fire." fire. I'm telling and you. And then, so I felt like I was bad for thinking that. No. But then Charlemagne was on there talking about. It. He was like, "But that music, this is this a selfish part of me. Look, it's gonna be fire." Gonna be and I fire. said, "See, you get me, Charlemagne, because that's what I was thinking. Like this CD about to be good. So I love Mary J. Studio. Yeah. Not Mary Live, but I love Mary Studio. So yeah. I know this is about to be some good music. This the but I really, I, I, my heart is broken that she's getting a divorce. Yeah. Um, 
So sometimes you kind of just want not not marriage, but like sometimes you want like like people to be in a relationship and it go bad, so they can like write some good music. You don't ever want it. <laughs> no, not like marriage. <laughs> that was bad. Well, you know, but sometimes it doesn't go right because you remember Usher. He hasn't been the same since. And Y'all gonna even get off when he when he w- broke up for his wife, he still didn't have a good album. Usher, here I stand. Though that's a good album. Here I stand is a good album. What's that? I've what been was listening to. Was that um, the, the that was club? Love in This Club? Yeah, that's a good album. I was listening. You know to, I've been listening to that is for like a week. Moving Mountains on there? Um, I don't think Moving Mountains on Here I Stand. Uh, uh, I let me like see. that I'm song. The, I'm Moving Mountains is good. I enjoyed that. That album is dope. People been sleeping on Usher, but oh no, Moving Mountains is on there. It's number five. Yeah, okay. but this yeah. album, the I album like is that. good. The album is that yeah. album is really is good. Is that the one that I want to divorce? Did, was that done there too? That divorce song? Ooh, I don't remember the voice on. I've been listening to the album. I don't know. I, I mean, ain't nothing like Confessions. Like, I have the deluxe version of Confessions. I, I have every Confessions version. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, though, I found a. Uh, I found. I have a copy of confession is like the special edition and it's still in plastic look at you i used to be a part of you know i told you i, I used to be a part of those like cd clubs oh, huh. so i used to go and cut yards <laughs> when i was a kid that's how much i love music when i was a kid i used to go to cut yards just so i can get like allowance money i'm not allowance money but make money so that i can actually pay for my cd club subscription because i loved yeah. like i needed like the latest r&b music when it came out like and you know like the cd clubs they'll send you the cds and then if you want to keep them you just pay for it and then the ones you don't want you just send them back you was did you oh, ever wow. you know no i always look through it and then i would see it in ebony and i'd be like man i'm gonna join this but i never did yeah i i joined i was like I was really, and I remember telling my mom I was going to join her. The first time they came, I was like, what is this? Uh-uh, you better not be around here stealing. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like, I ain't stealing. But, I like, I had my little lawnmower, and I used to go cut yards. And I would go, like, with my uncle, too, to cut yards. And I used to take my money and just to pay for, like, the CDs I can get. Because they'll give you, like, I think it was, you you got one CD a month, so you pay for, like, the subscription. Maybe the subscription is, like, $20. And so you get one CD for free a month and then any additional CDs that they send you, if you want to keep it, you just buy it. And then sometimes they'll have it where you can get like a CD. They'll send you whatever CDs and you can get like unlimited CDs for like $7. So I used to go crazy. Like, Oh, I want this one. I want this one. And then (laughs) I used to buy two versions, one for me to open and one for me to keep sealed. And so I, I found confessions. I got that sealed. I think I got like, Joe or something like that that's sealed. I got like a Destiny's Child album that's still sealed up. It's I was I was yeah, but you couldn't tell me. I I used to be rocking like good music. That's where I was at. Wow, yeah, I never was a part of the cool kids club. Yeah, I remember speaking of CDs during that time. I remember, and this is really bad. I remember my brother brought me Little Bow Wow CD for Christmas, <sighs> and I remember looking at the CD like. What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> why? And he was like, well, I know you like music. Bro, why would you buy me Little Bow Wow? And I still feel that way today. Like, all of these years, <laughs> Shad Moss has been like, you, you know, I, I've been like, you know, I want to respect him. Because I will say, 
he, I mean, he had like he had a frenzy. Like people, little girls, y'all used to go crazy over Lil Bow Wow. So it's dope. I never went. I thought he was. I just never thought he was um, age appropriate. <laughs> I just thought he was always like my little brother's age, and he's the same age as me. Yeah. I just never was attracted <laughs> to him. I just the only like boy group I was attracted to was uh, uh, B2K, not Omarion. What's wow. the other dark skinned one? J J Boog. That's who I wanted to marry. <laughs> what is what is his name? Jay Boog. I yeah, that's his name. <laughs> I don't even know what is this man's real name. Is his name Jay Boog? I don't think that that's right. <laughs> Is biracial, <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> I'm trying to look up. Okay, all right. I'm trying okay. to look up this man's name. <laughs> it is. It is Jay Boog. His I name just... is Jay Boog. Yes. I don't, I've never heard J- that name before. B-O-O-G. What is I'm finna find out. Let me I'm gonna call my friend. Let's keep I'm finna ask my friend what this <laughs> this I've never heard Jay Boog and I don't know these people. <laughs> but I promise you, this new name can be. It was Wolfius, Rasby, Omarion, and Jay Boog. <laughs> Why have I never Maybe I just didn't get it then. Because you weren't in the, you probably weren't in the B2K. I, but my my friend, she was like, she loved them. Maybe I, that's why they didn't last. Because this sounds ridiculous. Raz B and Lil Fizz. That's too many things. I can't tell you. Oh, Marion. You know, uh, Marcus Houston is a, a, a Jehovah Witness now. He's going door to door. Was that what I saw something on Instagram and I thought that was I thought that I was like, oh, is that Marcus Houston? Batman. He done been so many things. Oh, that's true. He was what his name was? That was when he was immature. Immature. Yeah, Yeah, and I used to have a crush on Romeo in Immature and J Boog in B2K. And then they had that song, Beautiful You Yikes. You remember that song? No, I can't say that I do. I promise you this man came I'm gonna find this I'm gonna find this person's name. I'm really gonna find out their name. I've never heard of Jay Boo. <laughs> okay. So um do we do we have anything else? Um Little Bow Wow is yeah, he is still this entire time every time people go in on him i'm always like man you know give him a break cut him some slack but then after this it's like you know what bro you just say real stupid stuff i don't understand the civil rights movement i'm not you know my parent my family 
they Native Americans, or did he, maybe he said Indian, which is a whole other reason that you should want to slap them anyway. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I don't understand that. Feel me? I don't understand that. Feel me? Okay, so you should probably understand it even more because if your family are Native Americans, then that means that the pilgrims came over here and gave them disease and killed them. <laughs> so <laughs> you should understand a whole, you should have a whole different type of appreciation for oppression and struggle and be like, you know what? I really get it. I just, yeah. This I, I really hate when people and so that's why I'd be like, you know what? I just really wish celebrities like just shut up. You don't have don't try to be like an activist of a cause. Don't like disagree with it. Just be like, you know what? That's not my lane. I'm here to entertain those things. I'll keep to myself because it's like you say stupid stuff like and it's like on the to try to be deep or show that you're like, oh, you know, I'm really educated. You say stuff like, oh, well, I don't understand the civil rights movement because, you know, I'm not connected to my black side. What? <laughs> if somebody that is anti-black or hate black people, they're going to look at you and be like, oh, don't get that one because he doesn't he's not connected to his black side. He only knows the Native American side. That's what, what about mean? President Obama, who was raised by a white woman and his white grandparents? Right. What does that even mean, <laughs> bro? Like, what does that mean? That means absolutely nothing. And you keep taunting that, oh, I'm Native American, I'm Native American. Again, that's even, you should be even more outraged because Native Americans were doing just fine before somebody came over to take their stuff. Like, really, really just fine. Like, what, is, come on now, what, what's going on? Yeah, but yeah, that's little bow wow, and little bow wow, yeah. So that's let us know y'all what y'all think. Oh, we said that at the same time. Go ahead, Renault. <laughs> that's it for the scroll, y'all. Lisa is on one today. We will be back for our main dish. I got the magic in me. Every time I touch that track, it turns into gold. Everybody knows I got the magic in me. When I hit the flow, the girls come snapping at me. Now everybody wants a breast of magic, 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 magic. All right, now we're back with our main dish a main dish whoever you came with who you came with so one day we're gonna we really are gonna cut this track i think we should do that we should i don't you know i'm trying to play with uh i'm gonna try to play with like some garage band stuff but we should do that so we can have like that to be like our little segue in like time for the main dish a main no I don't think so. Put me in the studio. You know, I'm ready. I got this Grammy on my mind. I'm ready to cut it. It's going to be featuring uh, Mama D. Did you see that little... Did I see your video? <laughs> you it's embarrassing. Mama D, is it, is, is it really that she sold a million of those singles? Wait, she did? No, she didn't. That's what the caption me. said. Y'all hating on Mama D. I was like, who brought this? But I was like, you know, people probably think it's a joke. And, you know, people will buy, spend 99 cents on something they think is funny. I, they, so, we, that can't I mean, be real. That can't I be real. I deserve. No, if that's real. 
ass. Yeah, that's not gonna. Be, uh, it's not gonna be real. So she could do it. I could do it. No, we not. We, we you're not gonna even. Bear, I'm not gonna let you embarrass yourself like that. <laughs> not at all. So we're gonna get into the scroll today. Um, not the scroll. I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I'm all main, dish. main dish. It's time for the main dish. So this today's main dish. Um, it's actually uh pretty interesting. And so. Just to kind of set everything up, what I want to do is just kind of have a just an open and honest discussion about this blog post that was done by I think her name is Makaya. It's like Makayaisms. Um, mm-hmm. I apologize. The, uh, yeah. yeah, I apologize if I'm, if I'm saying it wrong. Um, Makaya, I think it's Makaya, but she has this post that's twenty things I've learned since leaving the church. Um, and so we've talked. I think I don't know if we've talked on the show about it, but I know we've definitely kind of talked offline about, you know, a lot of people um, <clears throat> being Christians or you or uh, becoming like more spiritual and less like organized religion or kind of like walking away from going to traditional traditional church in a sense. Um, and so mm-hmm. I just thought it was really interesting reading the article and actually some of the takeaways that she's had and just kind of like being like, wow, you know. I've I've kind of talked openly, I think, here on Brunch Culture a little bit about uh, since kind of being exposed to a lot of things and just kind of like my journey. And, you know, a lot more, of course, um, that we've talked about those things. And so a lot of the things that I read here, I was like, wow, this is really interesting. Some of the stuff is like I I believe and I can relate to some things was like, huh, I think it would be interesting to just kind of get more of her perspective from it. But what I thought it would be cool for us to do, though, um, was because you are a leader in the church um, to just kind of get your your talk about your responses from it and just get your reactions and just kind of talk about a couple of those things, um, a couple of different points that she had. Because there's 20 of them, so we're not going to go through all 20, but talk about a couple of um the the points that she had and like how you feel about them as somebody that is a leader in the church and then just kind of like. You know, just to I don't necessarily want us to try to, I guess, convince people that it's right or wrong or anything like that. It's more so really just having an open discussion about, you know, your thoughts and reactions to it. So um, just to kick it off, what were when you read it, what were your like initial what was your initial reaction to it? Um, My initial reaction was wondering like what church should she go to and how her her kind of religious experience has been shaped. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love if she had elaborated more on, you know, her church experience um, rather, rather than just giving what I've learned since church mm-hmm. and kind of what she, what she, how she grew up and what kind of experiences um, kind of shaped her and um, caused her to leave the church. I think that would have been helpful instead of just the 20 things I've learned since leaving. Cause I think the backdrop is going to shed some light on these 20 things being the way they are. It's almost, it almost felt incomplete to me. Mm. So do you feel like maybe like you were looking for more of like, how did you get to this point to leave the church as opposed to like, you felt like that should have been, a com- that would have made it complete a part of like so here are the things that I've learned since leaving the church do you so are you saying that like kind of what brought her to the point of leaving the church maybe mm-hmm. shaped these things more so mm-hmm. than her just leaving the church in general 
Yeah, because you could tell from some of the lists, like, as far as, like, maybe she was in a very strict church Mm -hmm. that kind of was, like, centered on not applying. Because, you know, she makes a point about not choosing between her blackness and um, her Christianity. Right. And so all of that kind of, you know, millennials are much more conscious in a sense than maybe our predecessors Mm -hmm. or Maybe not more so conscious, but we just have social media, so that kind of feeds it. Um, but, you know, it seems like maybe she tried to go to leadership and say, hey, I want to deal with these issues in the church, and it was ignored. That's kind of what I'm getting, like, from, like, maybe she tried to bring these things to the forefront, mm-hmm. and then nobody listened to her. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that seems like, you know, it's kind of like, well, I wanted to do some leadership things in the church and they told me no because I'm a woman you know because these are like points she's making um sexuality and spirituality aren't mutually exclusive maybe she her spirituality was determined by um how how many partners she had in her mind you know and then she makes a point about Heather Lindsay lied about it all and so you know those kind of things kind of make me think maybe she went to a very strict church where it, the focus was kind of like on your own personal spirituality and personal piety and not interacting with enhancing the community and limited to male uh, male leadership that's interesting so actually a couple of things that you you talked about you mentioned i want to pull up i want to like harp on let's start with the first one you said was sexuality and spirituality aren't mutually exclusive um mm-hmm. i think when you <laughs> Because I so I read that and I was like, I think that is really an, an interesting point because I think a lot of people based on their sexuality, whether it's being actively engaged in sex or even your sexual orientation, it is the church kind of to one degree will push you out for, because of those things, especially like sexual orientation. So mm-hmm. um, how do you like... I guess I, I don't even do you want like is that when you read that as somebody that's a that's a, a leader like how do you address that how would you address that how would you um, kind of if that were the reason that someone would say hey you know I'm leaving the church because my sexuality is kind of it, it seems to prevent me or prohibit me from growing with God or getting to know God in this space. So I need to leave, you know, how do you address that? Um, I would want to understand what their foundational premise about Christianity is. Um, is it like a work based? Is Christianity in your mind, a work based religion where you work and it's about your good works or whether you're able to abstain on this level or you're not being with this person, or is it about, what Christ has done for you. Cause a lot of people kind of have like, well, if I can't execute here, then God won't love me. Like God's love is conditional. So I want to know, like I would ask some probing questions like what, what do you base God's love? What it, how do you feel about God's love for you? Is it conditional? Is it unconditional? Um, do you feel like God hates you because of your, sexual orientation, like all of those questions I want to ask. I want to know, like, what's their basis of salvation? 
Um, gotcha. Do you think, do you think, would you say, do you think like a person can be um, sexually, when you, when you talk about sexuality, let's say, because I don't know what she was going, when she says sexuality and spirituality aren't mutually exclusive, I don't know if she's talking about just sexuality as a whole. And I guess I'll say as a whole. I would, just I would bet examples. as a whole because the way she, the because of point number 19. Because she mentions the Heather Lindsay. <laughs> no, because so, for, for a lot of women, you know, if you're like the, and we talked about this on Black Church Sex, mm-hmm. when you, this whole sexual purity is like the, you're the supreme person. The virgin is the supreme person in the church. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if you've been promiscuous, you're kind of like, oh, you know, well, come to Jesus, but God, you like, you know, <laughs> You like left in. You're not as pristine or precious in the right, sense, right? Um, because there's a focus on women being this pure individual when the man can be the whole. Uh, but the woman, which is true. if she's if she's you know not p- sexually pure, then she's looked at looked down upon. Right. Uh, so I would I would be willing to bet that because she mentioned number nineteen. Uh, that sexuality and spirituality, like this whole idea of if I'm not sexually pure or if I make a mistake sexually, then that diminishes my spirituality. Do you, would you say, do you think, because I think a lot of people kind of get to that reality. And then I, I say this, when I say a lot of people, I want to, let me actually clean this up to say that, like, I'm not saying that like everybody, but I've had conversations um, with friends that have said like, and I'll even, you know, even say to myself, like, honestly, I remember there being a time that I'm like, yo, I'm sexually active, but I'm technically not supposed to be. So when it comes time to like leading, joining, like, a choir or joining a ministry and leading in that ministry. I'm kind of like, yeah, no, cause I'm not doing that because I'm just going to be real honest and be like, yeah, I mean, I smash like it is what it is. And in this state and in this position, like I'm not looking to change that. You know what I'm saying? Like at that point it was like, I'm not looking to change that and I'm okay. So like you, it kind of fosters this, this feeling of, I'm less close to God. I really can't go to God. I, I honestly don't even want to talk to God or I don't want to pray or I don't want to like, you know, spend time like trying to be with God myself because here's my reality. And my reality is like, I'm in a relationship and we're having sex type thing. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of want to take a step back from it. Um, do you think that those two can exist together? And if like, as a millennial, if somebody is, um, or not even as millennial as anybody in general. If somebody is like, "Hey, I am in a relationship. I'm not married, and we are sexually active. Like, does this mean I can't be? I can't have like my spirituality is like not really a thing, or I can't be close to God, or maybe I should take a step from the church, or should I just continue to go to church, or continue to serve in my church and continue to do this?" Mm-hmm. I think. <sighs> I think we're as close to God as we want to be in a sense. And I say that not saying like it's all the onus is all on the, it's all on us. But I mean that there's a sense of shame and guilt that comes with, uh, think doing things that are sinful, Mm -hmm. um, that kind of pushes us away 
And in, in that it makes us go deeper into it because we kind of feel like I can't come to God because he doesn't want to have anything to do with me because I'm dirty, which right. is crazy because we were we're all dirty from the stuff we do. We just place a higher we higher weight on different things. So, you know, we'll say, well, you know, I told a little white lie, so I'm good, you know, and it's reality. Yeah. It's like, OK, we have to get out of this mindset that smashing is bigger than lying yeah it's like and it's kind of yeah it's like no the same so it's kind of like if god wants if he if he wanted us to be perfect then he had he would have had no reason to come and die like you know he came and was around imperfect people for three years bought them around him they were in his inner circle they still didn't get it you know they denied him Peter denied him and he was still like, you know, you still my dude. Like, I still want you to be the person that's the head of my church and you denied me. Like, you know, if that was us, they'd be like, nah, we, we, you ain't loyal. Right. But Jesus is like, no, I want you. And so I think it's, it's kind of our mind plays tricks on us and that guilt and that shame comes in like, oh, I didn't did the worst thing. And it's like, no, really, it's kind of all the same in his sight. So, you know, <laughs> it's, inter- it's interesting you say that the mind plays tricks on us thing, because I think it's a combination. I think it I think that is learned, though, because I think and I'll just again speak for myself. I know that like. You, and we've talked you and I have talked about this off the record. I think sometimes we can and not to say that people are trying to do this, but sometimes church folk can kind of walk around with this this like aura of perfection. And Mm -hmm. I'm perfect or I'm as close to perfect in a sense. And I might like, you know, be like, oh, well, you know, I still struggle with greed or I still struggle with gluttony or something like like something that's like, okay, okay, whatever. Like, it's not even (laughs) that big of a deal. But it's like for the most part, people kind of kind of present themselves as if like I'm perfect and not to say that, you know, they are trying to do this to say that I'm better or anything like that, but that's just the reality of how, you know, church folk can be. And so I think that, uh, about you learn as a result of that, you kind of learn to be more, if I'm not that, then I'm not enough. If I'm not mm-hmm. that, then I can't be a part of, I actually remember, um, one of, uh, this guy that was a mentor when I was in undergrad and shortly afterwards we, he worked at my office and he actually told me that he was like, you know, honestly, you should never abandon God. Like, I don't care what you're doing. And he was like, it sounds really crazy. But I, when I was younger, I was engaged to be married and I was actually going to cheat on my fiance. And I prayed on my way there. And I was like, this is weird. Like, this is really, weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is weird. But he was saying, like, I honestly never wanted to. He was like, it sounds crazy and it's not right. But what I had what I knew was that if I let go of the relationship that I was building with God and like my dependence on God, I would have just I would have never come back. Because if you if he was like for me in my mind, if I start to believe that I can exist without God, then at some point in time for me, it's going to be like, okay, so what do I need to do this for? You know what I'm saying? Like, why am I doing this? So he was like, for me, that was kind of a thing. And he just kind of used it as a way to say like, you know, no matter where you're at, like, just don't give up. Um, Which I actually thought was really interesting because that's something that is 
like quite contrary to what I think we many people are taught or get from it. It becomes like if you're at not it, if you're kind of like committing one of these like top level sins, then you need to just yeah step away and find something else to do. Or you need to get yourself over that and then come back. Or you can't do this because, you know, you got this going on and it could be like something that like oh you're in a relationship or you're shacking up or you're you know sleeping with this person and we know about it now there could be somebody else that's probably doing the same thing but we just don't know about them and so we know about you so you can't do that um so i think that that's a that's probably that's a i don't know it's a thing that just kind of comes as a result of like what the culture teaches yeah I don't and say i think the culture what you, teaches, but yeah, what you, know you said it's so important because i was watching Greenleaf. um a little green leaf plug. I love the show. Somebody else uh, over did it, get writing. Um, but um, so they hired a new choir director, right? Mm-hmm. And so he was like, you know, I'm openly gay, um, and my partner will be coming to church with me. And she was like, okay, that's fine. Um, and so her husband, who is she doesn't know it yet, but he's on a down low. Oh. Uh, he's actually, you know, looking at men on Tinder. Um, while he's they got Tinder uh, on this show, it's like a Tinder type app. Oh, I was like, uh, what? it's like a Tinder type app. That's the so people would get what I was saying. That's the only thing I could oh, equate it to at okay. the time. Um, but so uh, he says, You can't hire him because he's gay. That's what her husband tells him. And she, she was like, Well, the last choir director was gay, but she was, she was like, Everybody knew he was gay. He was like, But he never said it. And so mm. it's like this culture of people will say, well, you know, you know, I know what well, I know such and such is um, cheating on his wife, but it never came out. So it's OK. And I think that hypocrisy sometimes in the church causes people to be like, well, if you know it and you don't speak about it, what what does it matter if I'm open with it? Isn't it better to be open with it than to have it secretly and everybody know what's going on, but nobody say nothing. And so that kind of hypocrisy lends to people leaving because they're like, what's the point? Um, If you want to be hard on me when I'm open with it, but then soft on them because they in the closet with theirs, then what does that really say? You. Yeah. yeah, Like what, what, what kind of standard are we, are we, is it just about what, you know, is it just about like what the perception? Yeah, yeah the it's optics. about the optics. It's about the optics. So this might as well be a political party. This ain't right. church. <laughs> so when people, when when people have that perception, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, what? Why do I need to be here? I can do this at home. Yeah, I can watch a sermon on TV. If this is Joel, about it, Joel Olsen, he be there every day of the week, whenever you need him. <laughs> you can always find a good sermon from. So, yeah, I think if if the church isn't real, um, then, I mean, people are going to feel like it's just better to stay home. Yeah. So another one that you kind of mentioned and that I just want to ask about was uh, the idea that God is not a man. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it was literally it was black church sex that kind of brought that out for me. Um, Just kind of the idea of kind of toying with that, because, you know, we are we 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 know god to be like our father and so it's like the idea of god being not being a man like what's your response to that or how do you how would you address that to someone that has that 
if you were having a conversation with anybody that says God is not a man, like how would you, how do you, what was your, would be your response to that? When I first thought about that, I, w- I was thinking about it in three ways. Is, is she saying God is not like man? God is not a man, you know, as as what you're speaking of, mm-hmm. or God is is was never in flesh as a man through G- Jesus, like is not man. Oh, Jesus I don't think is she's not that. like God. I think, yeah, I don't uh-huh. think she's saying that. I think it's. I really think she's saying God. And I, maybe this is because I've heard. I've heard this is not the first time now. And like black church, black church sex, I really like was looking up a lot of. Um, of the people's tweets and things like that. And, you know, we, we view God as a male figure. Um, mm-hmm. And as you think about it, we, we never say, say like, you know, God's a her, uh, the, what's it? I think it was one of, um, there's like a rock song. Uh, uh, it comes Beyonce, like sample it. It's like love God herself. And like apparently I was talking to one of my friends and she was telling me that that was like a big thing um, because a lot of people are saying like, you know, you know, it's it's like blasphemous. God is not a woman. And it's like, well, when you, you think about it, like the idea of God being a man and this very male driven and male dominant world that we have um, mm-hmm. is that could that possibly be just a gender that was assigned because men were scribes and men were writers that was writing this information? Or is it that, you know, God actually is a man or could God be a woman or could God be neither man or woman? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that whole idea. Yeah. I don't think he's a uh, male or female. I think he's a God is a, is a spirit, but I think we use, um, and, I want to say the word right. Anthropomorphism, um, ascribing um, human-like traits to God to make it relatable to human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, you know, understanding God is spirit. But I think that the way people might interpret Scripture may lend them to, you know, have a patriarchal view mm-hmm. of. Um, and, you know, we can see that throughout human history for um, as far as men and women. I'm reading an interesting book right now called The Lost Desert Mothers by a lady named Laura Swan, uh, where she talks about um, the history of women in, in the early church. Um, and she talks about how um, they they were actually very instrumental in leadership in the second, third and fourth century in the early church, uh, but they're kind of the forgotten because Mm -hmm. they were women. Um, So I think throughout biblical and human history, you see that, you know, there is some male patriarchy going on there. Uh, So so I see how, you know, those kinds of things could um, be an obstacle, especially in church, especially when people are not necessarily trained or aren't aware because like, you know, just like race and sexuality, just like sexual race, sexuality is kind of, unless you're a woman or you have a woman close to you that you allow to speak her pain or her perspective, Mm -hmm. you're going to be one sided. So like, you know, when black church sex, we had that conversation and he was like, when you was reading some of the tweets, Oh, I didn't even think about this because I'm just a, 
a, I'm a, you were like, I'm a man. So you, your mind just didn't go there. So I think, you know, men have to have women that they trust to kind of give them the perspective Mm -hmm. so they won't be one-sided in the way they're communicating truth in the pulpit. Right. Okay. That's, that's dope. Um, I think, I don't know all of these things. I really wish that we could sit here for like five hours and just kind of go through each of these just because one one thing I did and I immediately thought about you when I, when I saw this and that's why I sent it to you. And I thought about it just from the, the standpoint of having just kind of the conversation of where people are and how they feel about these things. Um, and, and lessons that they've learned. I think that, we've had this conversation about like growing up and not being able to question a lot of stuff and always being saying, saying like, it just is what it is. You just got to do it. And being a person like for Mm -hmm. me, I'm like, so I'm extremely logical. I really need to get it. I need to try to understand it. Like I want to understand it, but I can't understand it if I can't ask questions. Mm -hmm. And so what to me reading this list, it sounds like for me, it was like she was free to ask her to ask questions like leaving the church kind of gave her freedom to ask questions and Mm -hmm. and being able to ask these questions she's resolved in whatever way because i don't want to make it seem like oh you know she did this by herself i'm pretty sure that there was a lot of there was some degree of research or some degree of like having conversations with people that are in the church or not in the church much like you know the conversations that you and i have had but it seems like these questions these things these lessons that she's learned if you will or these truths that she's these truths that she's reached came as a result of being free to ask the questions and for me mm-hmm. i think that that is is really powerful and is really good because of my journey moving here uh moving to dc and then kind of being faced with so many different things and being like i'm not exactly sure if i'm supposed to ask these questions but i can't help that i have these questions you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and like in order for me to get to a place that i'm more comfortable and i i kind of have a sound mind i need to be able to ask these questions if you will so it sounds like that's where she's at um one of the last things that i kind of want to um ask you about is is was a couple there's a couple I think she there's two things that she said about women. Um, the thing where she says women are fully capable of leading churches, nations, and their families. As somebody that is a church leader, if you will, and is also a woman, and that is a black woman, um, can you identify with her coming to that truth? And what was your like? How was it for you coming to that truth, but also being a part of the church? Um, I don't, let me see. How was it? I, you know, I realized something about myself the other day. Um, I never waited for anybody to give me a platform. I always created my own. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I kind of silence, um, in people who may have been, anti me doing something Mm -hmm. and then I feel like later on they jump on board when they see it successful so (laughs) that's interesting um and then I I work with people who don't think that women should be doing anything at all and I I kind of have this perception of that if that's what you feel like then I'm not going to change your mind 
Like, I don't feel like, I feel like my work speaks for itself. And I kind of don't necessarily fight that battle. I think it's women that do an awesome job day in and day out and writing books and engaging people um, to, you know, show the the relevance of women leadership within church. Mm-hmm. And I think they do amazing work. Um, but I know that if I just focus on that, because they devote their whole lives to that, just that, then I won't necessarily be able to focus on what I feel like I should be doing. Gotcha. So I kind of just do what I'm, I'm supposed to do. And if you don't like it, then just don't oh, participate. Well. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Forget about it. I ain't actually like it. <laughs> <laughs> Does that answer your question? Because I'm like, I'm like, am I answering your question? Yeah, no, I feel I feel it. What, what do you think? I know where I feel like where it comes from from you. But what do you think it comes from? Like you saying that because essentially you're saying like you didn't have to necessarily deal or you haven't had necessarily that kind of like you haven't had to deal with the the pushback of you're a woman so you can't do it because you've created your own lane what do you think that like kind of natural just push to say i'm going to create my own lane comes from i think it comes from my parents kind of pushing me you're amazing you get it <laughs> like you, you know always telling me that I could do anything like that right. kind of kind of indoctrinated right so I think that's why I kind of just naturally have that mm-hmm. um but I understand everybody doesn't have that you know what I'm saying I don't right, think right. this is something natural that comes right um but it was kind of just I just kind of grew up like that so that's that's where it comes from for me yeah. So as so it's, as, a, it's a privilege in a sense. We right. Talk about levels of privilege. But which is an amazing it's an amazing privilege, it's an amazing thing. I've always said this about you and I've always said it to you. But one of the things like as I was as you responded to it, I was thinking I was like, wow, I think what it's almost like you were already given kind of the OK by your mom and dad, but specifically your dad as well. Like that kind of gave you the, oh yeah, sure you can do this. Sure you can do that. So for you, it it probably just became extremely natural. And I I would imagine at some point in time of your life, um, if you face it or when that has come up, it's kind of just been like, okay, well, I don't got to deal with this. So let me just go the other way, you know, because it almost is like, it's a lie naturally when for other people, it's like, that becomes the truth and somebody has to you have to learn that it's a lie um Mm -hmm. you have to learn that it's a it's not the truth that i'm a woman is incapable of doing this much like as a black person i'll say even for myself um i had to learn that it was a lie that you know my upbringing and the environment that i the neighborhood, the community, or, you know, the financial bracket or whatever, all of those things were what I had to do. and was just kind of like my reality. Like I had to learn that I was capable of doing, I have to, I had to learn that, you know, I'm intelligent enough to do things. I even said like, you know, one of the things that I'm, have been, I'm consistently inspired by you is learning that, oh, wow, I can do this. Like, 
and I can just do it and I don't have to have an education, um, a formal education. I don't have to like rack up $50,000 in student loans in order to be qualified to do it. I literally can go into it with what knowledge that I have and learn along the way and then just get better at it as time goes. So, um, yeah, I think it's dope. I honestly, I, I really feel like just for the sake of time, um, I, I want to wrap it up, but I do feel like I wish that we can like dive more into this. One thing that maybe we should try to do is let's see if we can like get her on the show. Um, yeah, to just talk about, yeah, just talk about the list uh, as a whole. Cause I'm sure coming from her and I, I don't know, I don't want to like do it any, I'm not sure if I'm doing it justice at all. Um, we're just kind of like bringing out things that the points that she made. But I think honestly, these points for me were a lot of them. I'm like, wow, we're very valid. I mean, of course some, some things I didn't know about, like I have no idea who Heather Lindsay was. I was like, I don't know what that is. Um, but, um, Heather Lindsay, Pinky Promise. I know, I know of Heather. I don't know her personally. Yeah. So things like that, I just, I, I wanted to. There, there are things that, like that, I, like that, that I didn't know. But then there were other things that I was like, wow, I've, you know, in my experience and and kind of in my journey, a lot of these things, I'm like, I felt that way, or I honestly believed that way. But I, I kind of err on the side of like, I still, there's still like a part of me that's like. I want to be a part of the church because there are so many amazing things that I've gotten as a result of being a part of a church. Um, but I do know I have a number of friends that are just kind of like, yeah, I'm good. I, yeah, no, I'm good. Um, and I remember once upon a time for me, that was kind of like the the most weird, the weirdest thing in the world of people saying that like, you know, I'm, I'm more spiritual. I'm not a part of organized religions, but I believe in God and I believe in Jesus. And I used to be like, how is that? That just don't make sense to me. But that was like my <laughs> level of ignorance. And then like getting to a point where I'm like, wow, I get it. Like it makes sense. I completely understand. Mm-hmm. So, but and, I, and a girl um, named Brianna Parker did an excellent job on a, um, a, a article. I think it wasn't in a HuffPost, but she did on her blog first um, talking about giving people millennials. She has this work called Millennial Cafe. I think it's in Texas. Uh, she's a, a seminarian preacher as well. Um, but giving millennials the space to question yeah. and, um, you know, how that leads to um, Micaiah's, you know, her, this, you know, what she, her, she's blogging about. Because she, if she had the space to question within her church, maybe she would have had different a different um resolve right but it, like you said it seemed like she didn't get the space to question to after she exited which is a pro- very problematic and it's a problem that the church has because sometimes we we're so afraid that people will leave if they question that they don't re- that we don't realize they'll leave if we don't let them if we don't question. let them question Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so, Absolutely. you know i get it i've been there um so I understand both sides and it's just better to, to let people wrestle with their questions and to don't demonize their questions uh, yeah. and let them wrestle and that's, wrestle with them. That's dope. So y'all hit us up and let us know what y'all think. Use the hashtag chat Hit us up on Twitter at brunch culture and on Instagram at brunch underscore culture and let us know what you guys think about this list. We'll actually tweet it out and put it out if you haven't read it. I think it's just really good for anybody, whether you're in the church, outside of the church, don't believe in Christianity or, you know, part of another faith base. I think um, it's just really interesting to, and I don't think she, does she, I don't think she says that she's a Christian. I just assume that she is because she says the church. Um, mm-hmm. but maybe she's a part of a different faith. I don't know, but just hit us up and let you guys let us know what you guys think about um 
you know our discussion and just well as well as the article the post as a as a whole and we will be back for our toaster roast for our toast or roast and today we're doing a joint toast because we are on episode 100 100 episodes one zero zero it's crazy it is crazy y'all like i (laughs) i literally like in prep and prepping for it and thinking about you know what we're going to talk about for this episode i kind of just had like a, a little moment of like i remember us sitting there talking about what we like wanting to do a podcast i remember us you know planning for it and trying to put it together and i also remember even i remember being super nervous i remember being like you know the sound is bad and people not gonna like it and it's not gonna be it and it's not gonna be it and literally like going to you know spreaker and seeing how many times you know people have listened and having people like hit me up and be like hey this episode is good yo if we don't if we miss a week and people like what's going on with brunch culture um uh it's just it's it's incredible and it's crazy and i just want i'm so thankful that like we've been able to do this i'm glad that you know we have something that is an outlet much so for me it really is an outlet um i think i say this all the time like when i don't when i'm not able to do brunch culture i'm just kind of like wow i feel like i have so much stuff to say and i probably say all of that stuff to other people but i feel like i'm not doing it here and it's not on the podcast and i i want to do it this way so i i just say thank you lisa thank you to everybody that listens consistently to people that have listened one time if this is your first time listening to brunch culture thank you we hope that you listen again we hope you continue to tell people about the show um if you're somebody that like listened and haven't listened again and coming back like because i feel like with podcasts it's really fluid sometimes you know you you can get attached to certain podcasts that you listen to all the time and others are kind of like okay well i might listen to this one now but i might skip it i might do it based on because i know i'm that way like i'll listen to a particular podcast based on what their headline is or if it's something like i want to hear them talk about and I just say in general, just anybody that's ever like pressed play on an episode or downloaded an episode, because we actually have a lot of downloads um, from month to month, which is amazing. So I just say thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for just riding out to brunch culture and, and downloading and listening to us all the time. Like, I hope that we continue to have another hundred episodes and that, you know, we can be on a network somewhere and just, just keep growing and just doing amazing things. So toast to the listeners and toast to you, Lisa, cause you are freaking amazing. Thank you, Randall. And toast to you because you are great. And had it not been for you, I I would say that uh, me me as a person has grown just from my friendship with you and from brunch culture. You stretch me to think about things differently than I'm accustomed to. Um, And it really helps me to see the world differently um, because I'm very limited in the way I see the world based on my level of experiences. But you always raise 
focus my awareness to different things and I'm able to see things differently. And I've grown so much and been stretched so much because of your life and you are a blessing to me. And I'm so thankful for you. Thank you. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> now, don't don't um, wake up now. We doing all this and you saying all this good stuff. Don't wake up tomorrow. Talk about I'm leaving the show. I'm going to have a real problem if I get a phone call. To, I know I get, we going to call it the Ed. Now, don't do the Ed to me now. Don't, don't do the I'm not going to Ed her. You know, this ain't yeah, working I'm not going to Ed her. I'm just out of here. Like, I, <laughs> well, we're going to leave you with a good vibe from our fantastic first lady of the United States. We don't want her to go, um, but we know she has to. When When they go low, we go high. And I just love that. I, I posted it on my personal page twice. I posted on Brunch Culture twice. I was like, man, that's good. Cause I feel like that's the theme of Michelle. That's I'm a, I'm a remember that quote from her. Yeah. When they go low, we go high. Always take the high road. Always be the bigger person. It pays off in the end. This is true. And that's it for episode 100, y'all. Thank y'all so much again for rocking with us. Make sure y'all hit us up on our social media. On Twitter, we're at Brunch Culture. And on Instagram, we're at Brunch underscore Culture. Check out our website at BrunchCultureBC.com. Make sure you guys are commenting on us. We love the comments. Please give us comments. You give us comments on iTunes. That helps us out. It helps us get some sponsors. Um, And just thank you guys for just supporting Brunch Culture, yo. Like, we, oh, shout out to uh, Noir. City, we were featured in there as um, one of the top four podcasts uh, that all millennials should listen to. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, that really, love yeah, you for that. really, really amazing. I just, I just think it's great, and I love the fact that you know there are people that are content creators that are putting good content out there, and we're creating content, you know, for ourselves and for for our friends and for our families and just for the generation and just pushing a movement. So thank you so much for that. You guys make sure you check out um, NoirCity.com, which has some amazing posts, and as I said before, some beautiful black people on there. And just you guys, uh, we look forward to seeing you guys. Well, talking to you, with you guys next week, and remember here at brunch culture everything is up for discussion